Welcome and thank you for accepting our invitation and joining us for this Bible study and reflection on July 20th, 2022. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father and Creator God, thank you for the many opportunities you afford us to bear your image. Help us to recognize those opportunities and not let our egos get in the way of using those opportunities to glorify you. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, I just finished reading a book, and I would highly recommend it. It's titled, Ego is the Enemy, written by Ryan Holiday. In it, Ryan talks about how out-of-balance ego can affect personal relationships, business relationships, athletic performance, and many other aspects of everyday life. In looking up the definition of ego, it's, it's fairly short and fairly simple. A person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. Now, it sounds very compact, but as you can imagine, it's a pretty big deal. The Bible doesn't use the word ego, but it does have a lot to say about how we can go about keeping our ego in balance. Take my first example of scripture, which comes from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 8, and you'll see what I mean. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one of mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value above others, others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even on a cross. And also, in Colossians chapter 4, verse 6, Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. And in the book of James, just ask James who he is, and he will reply, a servant. The same with Peter, Paul, and the rest of the apostles. All these men whose lives and ministries have had an enormous impact on the church and the world saw themselves first as servants. 
the antidote for an out-of-bounds ego is the humility of servanthood. Jesus himself led the way, as evidenced in Matthew 20, 28. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. You know, ego in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's just when your ego gets out of balance and you become more of a me person than a them person. If I, like the apostles and like Jesus himself, name myself a servant and see myself as a servant, placed where I am in life to serve those around me more than to be served by them, I will be well on the way to having my ego stay within its proper bounds or stay in balance, if you will. This is something Jesus wanted to make sure his followers didn't miss, so he provided a very graphic demonstration of what it means to have a servant spirit. And this is from John chapter 13, verse 5. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. And that was John thirteen twelve through 15. Jesus gave us an example to follow. Not that we need to grab a basin and take off someone's shoes to wash their feet, but that we be willing to take the place of a servant, thinking of others and how we can minister to their needs before we think of, yep, ourselves. Like James and the other apostles, we need to identify ourselves as a servant. That doesn't mean making a big production or telling other people what a wonderful servant I'm going to be from now on. It can be as simple as coming before God in prayer and confessing to him that we want to become more like Jesus in this area of our life. Just actually saying the words, I am a servant, can be powerful in a person's life. And we need to obey Philippians 2.3 and esteem others better than ourselves. That means that we consciously and habitually give preference to others. For example, it may mean deliberately giving respect to people that we have not respected and we might think they don't deserve it. We need to follow the example of Jesus and actually do the work of humbly serving someone rather than waiting for people to minister to us. With every person we come in contact with, we need to ask, how can I serve this person in the name of Jesus? When the spirit of a servant becomes ingrained in us, we won't have to worry about 
our ego getting out of bounds. For Christians, the Bible makes it clear that we are to be humble, not egotistical. When we realize that everything we have has come from God, it leaves no room for prideful ego. As we stay humble, God promises that he will lift us up. Humble humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. James 4.10 In 1 Peter 5.5, it is much better for us to be lifted by God in his way, his timing, than to lift ourselves by our own egos. And my goodness, don't we try that often. The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. Proverbs 22.4 Jesus serves as the best example of humility. Jesus did only what his Father God directed him to do. I can do nothing on my own, he says. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. John 5.30 He didn't take credit for his teachings, recognizing that even talent and spiritual revelation are gifts from God. By coming to earth as a human, Jesus made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Living in humility like Jesus brings rest to our minds. Matthew eleven twenty nine. The true purpose of humility is that it enables us to honor God and to treat others as better than ourselves. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. The greatest commandment God has given us is to love him with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and to love others as we love ourselves. There's not room to fulfill these commands if we allow our egos to have first place in our lives. Think about the people in your lives that are truly not egotistical individuals. In our last Bible study and reflection, you might remember I talked a little bit about taking up our cross for Jesus. A friend of mine that listened to my podcast regarding taking up your cross asked me, what does that really mean and look like? Well, for one thing, it means keeping your ego from being inflated. When you think more of others than you do yourself, you will find that there are costs involved. If you give of your talents, if you give of your financial resources, or if you give of your time in order to benefit someone else, you could say that's what taking up your cross may look like. There's nothing wrong with having an ego. Nothing wrong with feeling important, but the ego needs to be regulated. It needs to stay in balance. Problems arise when it affects your decision-making, your mood, or it turns you into a victim or an underdog. It makes you feel superior to others in order to justify your behavior. These things make you miserable. Your ego will fight this fact, though. It wants to look at the past and to the future to find trouble so it can defend itself. 
ego wants to fight. It doesn't want to be at peace. Your ego needs an enemy or a situation, a problem to feel bigger or better than this. This stops you from enjoying your life and accepting things as they are. And it affects the lives of others around you adversely. You can, however, learn to accept how things are by simply noticing when your ego is interfering and try to gently bring it back into line. We were all created by God, and His intention for us is to bear His image. We will do a poor job of bearing the image of God if we don't keep our ego in balance. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most merciful God, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for your humble Son who washed the feet of his disciples. Help us, through your Holy Spirit, to keep our ego in check and in balance by being humble servant to others. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.